Hello ladies, I'm jumping in your ears for a slightly different podcast that I would usually do. This one is, I don't know if I'll call it something, maybe Laura's musings or the things I think about when I'm walking on the beach or the chats I'm having with other mums at the park. I'm not sure, but I'm feeling called to do these little solo podcasts, which are not quote unquote educational. They're not necessarily in the physio realm of things. They're not even necessarily in the pregnancy or birth space. They're just sort of life lessons, chats, things that I'm having happen in my own life, thoughts that are coming up. Like I said, chats I'm having with so many other mums at the park, which I think would be really cool to share on the podcast. So super informal, like a dear diary entry. I've been sharing a little bit more about like who I am and what I believe in and the thoughts that I'm having on social media. And it's been really resonating with people. So I thought I would transfer that as well into a podcast episode and see how it goes. I might never post this. I might never share this because I think, oh God, too scary, too vulnerable. But I, I just think it's cool to share our thoughts and to feel like we're in community with each other. So I just write down these things in my notes section of my phone all the time. So I've got so many thoughts in there and ideas and things that I'm pondering on. And I'm just going to talk out loud because I just think this may resonate with someone and it may not. That's cool. I don't really mind. It's kind of just like cathartic for me. So I thought I'd start it today with sharing a filter that I've been using for a while now about how I make decisions in my life. And that filter is, what would my 70-year-old self think about this decision? Now, the reason that filter has been working really well for me is because it helps me to zoom out of the decision I'm making at the time, zoom out and go, are the things I'm maybe concerned about, anxious about, worried about, are they actually important to my life when I'm 70? Am I going to care about these things when I'm 70? Because I think it gives this really good perspective to whatever the decision is. Often we can get so zoomed in on something and so caught up in something and the stories we're telling ourselves about something that it can be hard to zoom out and have that perspective. So I started telling myself this question and asking myself via this filter when I was going through my third pregnancy and birth journey. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. It'll make so much more sense. I'm not going to recap it now, but I had to make some decisions that felt quite difficult in the moment because whilst they were true and aligned for me, they were maybe not so comfortable for others to digest. Uh, My decisions made other people feel uncomfortable, which made me feel uncomfortable. And they were out of the box. They weren't super mainstream and you know what the done thing was and I had to keep asking myself what would my 70 year old self think about this decision and you know what I had the best birth experience I had the most intuitive aligned birth experience because I used this filter on all these decisions so for example when I was contemplating going along with what the doctors were telling me to do I kept telling myself Laura Will this doctor on this day having this conversation with you, the person who just happens to be rostered on this shift, will they care about your birth experience, think about your birth experience, be affected by your birth experience when they are 70? Probably not. You, like, I'm not trying to make it sound like a a bad thing. It's not their fault, but you are one of many. They're probably not going to think about this again. However, 
If you make a decision, Laura, that doesn't sit right with you, that is against your values, that is not in alignment with your truth, are you going to think about this decision and regret it when you're 70? 110% yes. Your 70-year-old self is going to thank you for choosing you, for choosing what is truest for you. And that's where this filter started really working for me in my birthing decisions. And whenever now I've come across decisions where I've had to choose between, say, people-pleasing and what is actually true for me, I've always chosen me. I've always chosen what feels best for me because I ask myself, when I am sitting in my rocking chair, having my cup of tea on my balcony and I'm 70, am I going to want to be proud of myself for choosing me and for living a life that is as Laura as can be, for taking risks, for being willing to fail, being willing to be Um, make other people feel uncomfortable. Like this whole people pleaser thing in me has really had to come out in my last birth journey. And it's just such a wonderful filter. And I just wanted to share it because I feel like it will resonate with other women who struggle to make decisions for them. But I think, again, when you zoom out and you go, well, I wanted to do that thing when I was 30. Why didn't I do that? Like imagine your seven-year-old self just like kicking themselves because you didn't do that. And it's like, we live once. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is the only life we get in this human form. Why wouldn't we do everything that we want to do? And I think this extends out so much deeper than just say birth for me or making decisions that maybe rock the boat for other people or go a little bit left of center or whatever the dumb thing is. For example, imposter syndrome and you know, taking a leap of faith in your business or in your life, like traveling, moving countries, going to live somewhere else, you know, um, starting a new business. All these things, I think, can bring up that self-doubt that, oh, who am I to talk about this? Who am I to, you know, try these things? But again, if you think of that, that person in the rocking chair having the cup of tea when they're 70, aren't they going to wish that you tried those things? Aren't they going to wish that you did not give a flying F about what Joe Blow around the corner thought about your decision, that you did not care about what people might think? Because at the end of the day, you probably don't even know those people by the time you're 70. They probably have such little bearing on your life. They've gone on their own journey. And imagine if you made decisions to please the people around you and you got to 70 and you thought, how unimportant was that? I so should not have done that. And I think that's really important. For example, these solo podcast riffs, it came to me and I thought, oh, I would love to share just the inner workings of my brain and just wonder if it might resonate with other women. And then I noticed pretty soon after my brain went, oh, God, is that a bit self-important, you know, that you think people might be interested in what you're talking about and all that self-doubt, imposter, who are you? to want to share this, you know, who would listen, blah, 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 blah. And I just pictured myself at 70 being like, imagine if you shared stuff that really resonated with someone or really connected you with other people. Who cares what anyone thinks about it? Because I'm so proud of myself for trying these things, for living, like actually living, not just towing the line and not wanting to rock the boat, but actually living the most authentic, true life that you could live. And so I did it. That's why I'm jumping on the mic right now. Again, who knows if I'll actually publish this. If you're listening to this, I obviously took the leap and listened to my filter really, really well and thought of my seven-year-old self. But just taking 
the leap to try new things, like not being scared to fail or not being uh, at all bothered by what other people think, but just living your most authentic life. And I don't know about you, but the people I am most drawn to are those who are confident in themselves, those who are authentic, who are so willing to stand in their own light and are not bothered by others' opinions on how they might dress, what they do for work, how they might live their life because they're just so confident in who they are as a person. I find I'm most attracted to those people. And isn't that what we're all trying to do with our children? If you have children, aren't we trying to raise them to be their most authentic selves? And I wonder if we're modeling that as much as we give lip service to it, I wonder if we're truly modeling that to them, that it is so okay, it is so safe, it is so awesome to be you, even if that's quirky, even if that is not what most people are. At the end of the day, really, what is mainstream? Because we are all so unique and different and individual. There is no one right way to live. There is no one right way to do business, to do life, to do parenting, to do pregnancy, to do birth. There is only the one right way for you. So are you making decisions today that your seven-year-old self would be happy with? And I know a lot of this thought process came for me from reading the book, Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. But it's essentially this woman who deals with people who are dying. She works in palliative care. And most of their regrets are that they did not live a life true to them. They lived a life for other people, to make other people happy, to live up to the goals and aspirations and dreams of other people rather than themselves or that they work too much and other things. But the one that really struck me was that they didn't live a life for them. And so again, that helped me work through that filter. Like what would your seven-year-old self think of this decision you're making right now? Are you making this decision from fear or are you making this decision from love? And I think it's just a really cool thing to think about. I don't want, for me, maybe you do. I don't know. That's cool if you do, but I don't want on my tombstone to say, Laura lived a really comfortable, vanilla, neutral life. (laughs) Like, I want to take risks. I want to try new things. I want to fail spectacularly. Like, I just want to live and live for me and drop trying to live for what other people think or what society tells us you should do you know just dropping the shoulds in general and like I said it started really much with my birth experience dropping what I thought I should do what was really palatable to society and instead choosing me and I think once you choose you and you start doing things for you that feeling it's like your whole body just sighs and it goes ah finally you're living authentically and I just felt so good and you get so addicted to that feeling and it becomes really hard to go back to people pleasing. It go, it becomes really hard to do what somebody else wants you to do if it means abandoning yourself because it does not feel good. So it was really important for me to get a taste of that because I can't go back now. <laughs> I'm just going to be as quirky and uniquely Laura as I possibly can be because it feels so good. Um, and my son asked me the other day, we were talking about death and, you know, it's a topic that's coming up and he said to me, mum, when are you going to die? And so I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure when I'm going to die. It could be tomorrow. It could be in a year. It could be in 50 years. And I was just trying to educate him and look, maybe he's too young and it's totally lost on him. But I was trying to explain to him that it doesn't really matter how long we live for. It's about 
how well we live. And this is just all wraps up to this same sentiment. Like, are we living well? Are we thriving? Are we living our most true, unique, quirky, individual lives for ourselves, not for what other people want us to do, but for ourselves? Because if we are, epic. You've won the lottery. You've hit the jackpot. That's all you need to be doing. doesn't matter how many years you do that for, as long as you do that. I don't want to live 70 years for a life for other people. You know, I don't want to live 70 years for what I think I should do or how I should be or how I should parent, how I should do business. I want to live, you know, even if I die tomorrow, I'll be so wrapped that I did this solo episode, being a bit vulnerable, sharing the inner workings of my brain because I wanted to do it. I wanted to try it. I wanted to connect with other women who might have these same thought processes. And if I die tomorrow, I'm going to be really happy. because I'm being really true to myself. So I'm going to wrap this up. I hope that may have resonated with you. And if not, you know what? You've only wasted 13 minutes of your life. (laughs) I do plan on doing a few more of these solo riffs, but if you did like them, please, please, please help with my vulnerability hangover and come over to at Physio Laura and please let me know if you resonated with it. I'd so love to hear it. Um, I think it's really cool. Like I said, these are the chats I'm having with mums at the park with other women in business. And I just think it's so cool to be able to air these conversations to a wider audience. So yeah, (laughs) this is me quirks and all I get really deep sometimes. And other times I just want to talk about hair products. So, you know, like there's a balance in it all, but, um, I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you're listening to this and I will chat to you soon. Bye.